Welcome to The Road to Damnation, a Horace Heresy 30K podcast. I'm your host tonight, Shane, and with me as always is Lewis. What's up, everyone? And the man, the myth, the legend, Mongo. What's going on, guys? So, uh, we are, uh, what are we going to call this, the crap episode? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's probably not going to be edited to its best of its abilities. So, so you get what you get. Uh, we got a lot of shit uh, recently for not recording. A lot. It's, um, it's, it's been going on for a while, and we've been it, talking about doing it. We we recorded some segments, and then they get lost in the warp that is known as Lewis's disorganization and my lack of uh, drive to edit, uh, and then. Yeah, it, it, we've been a shit show. So, um, long story short, I had a kid. Uh, I sold a house. <laughs> I you moved into a moved into an apartment. It's been a mess. So, anyway, uh, Mongo, you know, he's been like on like weird sex cruises, and I don't know, it's been real fucking weird on him. But you know, uh, so we finally sat down, decided we gotta like start cranking out some content for you cunts. So. Uh, we are going to try and get more regular again, but uh, suffice to say, we are back and tickling um, your eardrums. Don't say, don't say we're back, because the amount of times we've done that is kind of insulting to our listeners. And we found out there are two of them. <laughs> we're back! <laughs> you're just jinxing it. Oh, that's all you're doing is just jinxing it. Tickling the insides of your eardrums while Mongo sings you the melodic tunes. Well, I should say we do have two <laughs> listeners right now, too. <laughs> two fucking listeners, yeah. Two, two fucking <laughs> retards that are in here. <laughs> Listening to us butcher the intro. Anyway. <laughs> right. So, uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do some uh, hobby progress, what we've been doing. We're going to do uh, some event discussion, both from uh, attendees' perspective, aka motherfucking Neo, and also uh, Kyle's going to be in there a little bit. Unfortunately, got to listen to that, that kind of talk, but you know, got to take your dues, right? He was uh, on. That was it. He was on, and I could drag yeah, him in. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then also, we're going to talk about uh, the event from the EO's perspective. So, um, without further ado, let's go ahead and we're going to kick it on over to um, the uh, uh, what, what, hobby progress and what we've been doing. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to go I, first? Actually, to a point, we've been in AFK for a while to various personal reasons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There has been some pretty exciting stuff that's come out. A lot of good shit. Uh, I'm gonna okay. Do we want to talk? You want to talk about that first? Well, let's let's do hobby progress, and then we can kind of just talk about. All right. So hobby progress. Who wants to go first? 
Lewis. All right. Recent hobby progress. We don't need something from months ago. Recent hobby progress. So, um, as you guys all know, and if you're in the buy and sell groups, you can see that my salamanders have made uh, a wonderful appearance on there. Uh, they are disappearing uh, due to the limited amount of stuff I can bring with me. And you're moving uh, to APED. I'm moving to APED. I've gone for it now. Um, so. Okay. Shane's having a heart attack. So my hobby progress, I've been painting up some Death Guard stuff. Um, I have personally gone out and brought the Saber Tank for them because I freaking love that model. Um, brilliant mold. Uh, excellent for magnetizing. Uh, I just wish I brought another one. <laughs> they were great fun to build. Uh, I'm in the process of priming it, and then it's next on my hobby table. Um, I'm related to uh, 30k. I painted up a whole army for an event I'm going to this weekend. Um, which is I on the show is what widely known that I've been making fun of Shane for and I'm actually playing in an event. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Uh, but yeah, basically I painted up, um, so I started my Death Guard army. Uh, it'll be at Nova. Um, and uh, it'll also be at Mongo's next event, which is going to be my uh, Death Guard. So the units, if you haven't seen, I, I posted pictures. That I've got two squads completely done. I brought more of the Sector Imperialis bases because um, that's what I'm going to base my whole army on. So I brought the uh, terminator size ones and more of the troop size ones. Uh, so that should be a fun time. What else? Um. Oh, and I built... Uh, I built I built a super heavy and, and I never want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you build? Wow, that's a secret for Nova. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Look at this what, guy. What events are you planning on doing at Nova? Uh I'm going to uh as many of you know, I I really actually I've totally missed an event. So I generally have the energy to do about two good games. And then probably the third one, I'm, I'm not really caring. But I will be doing the doubles event. And this time I'll be paired with uh, Lips, a.k.a. Shane. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, uh, it's the year of the world eaters. Breaking them out again. So we'll have world eaters and Death Guard making this way to Nova. It should be fun. Uh, so we're going to do that one. And I really want to try and get in on Bo's... Uh, ZM, or should I have not said Bo? I don't know. Ah, fuck him. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I definitely want to get there, too. So those are the two events that I want to do for Nova. But I also went to PAX with you, Mongo, and I'll let you talk about that. Um, but yeah, that's my hobby progress. Been pretty crazy. Um, but hopefully I'll show you more pictures as the Death Guards go along. Very nice. Um, okay. Smago, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Sure, I'll go. All right. All right. So, uh, I've been working on a whole fuck ton of terrain. If you went to our uh, event this past Saturday on the, what, 25th of January, you would have seen some of the uh, tables I did. So, I've been churning out tables. Um, I'll talk a little bit about them later when we uh, talk about the event. But uh, that's been a lot of fun. I've really been on a of doing terrain it's kind of relaxing i know a lot of people don't like it and they get kind of 
with it, but it's one of those things. It's uh, it's different. It kind of takes you out of your your hobby. Kind of if you're in a funk, if you're always painting the same thing and painting a ton of Marines, it's good to change it up and do that. And what's awesome is we learn all these great weathering skills in uh, the Heresy that you kind of pick up from people, and those you can just go fucking crazy on terrain with that stuff. So if you ever you know want to try some stuff out before you paint a new tank and you want to do some weathering. Pick up some terrain, man, and start knocking that out. Um, I painted a Blood Angel, so I did a test mini for a uh, some allies for my militia that are going super, super slow. But uh, pretty stoked on it. Did a Mark Six on that. That guy's pretty cool. And I think that's it, man. You know, I've just been a lot of buying and assembling and painting fucking terrain and working on the uh, event. Put a lot of hours into uh, doing missions and making up the uh, player packs and and that kind of stuff. So it's a little kind of off topic hobby. That's more like arts and crafts, though. You know, <laughs> putting the blood splatters and burning the uh, burning the mission packets and, and doing that shit. It's I had a lot of fun doing that, though. I don't know. It looks good, though. You know, it gives that nice gritty feel. Yeah, it puts a little bit more into it than just you know you have your fucking mission printed on a eight by. 11 fucking white piece of printer paper. And yeah. Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, man. So I, uh, I don't know. That's, that's kind of my opinion. You got to put as EO and, and when we're doing this, you got to put everything out there. People put so much effort into their, their heresy armies and they're doing fully painted stuff that I think it's up to us to really go all out when we do an event too, and to, to match it with terrain and, and missions and, and the narrative. Yeah, um, I agree. If you're going to, you know, like w- when we run these events, you know, we, we, we expect people, you know, we tell people it's fully painted or fuck off. But yet, if you're not provide like, so with, with that expectation, you know, also, you know, you have to deliver on, you know, you, it's a two-way street. You have to, you know, you demand the best from your players. You have to give the best as an EO. And so... You know, if if your terrain isn't fully painted or it's, you know, beat to shit or you don't, you know, or maybe you just don't have hardly any terrain, can you really, can you, you know, are you really that much different than a 40K ITC event? You know, I mean, I don't know, my opinion. Well, we've been doing events for a little while too. You know, it's been, what, 2015, 2016? Really started doing events. So when you first start doing events, don't worry about having a ton of awesome terrain. Use the stuff they have at stores. Do what you can. But we've been doing it for a while, so I kind of want to hold us and I hold myself, especially to a higher standard to you know supply this and, and to put it out there. You know, especially if we're charging for events too. Yeah, we, we charge definitely a little bit more than most, and uh, we, we try and give more than that in the experience of coming to the event. Like, is it worth what we're charging? And we want to be held higher to that. But we're not charging to make money off of it. We're charging because we do price support. and Terrain and... Yeah. The, the store itself, man, they put in so much of their own money into it, too, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right, but yeah, that's, that's my hobby progress. Very nice. All right, Shane. Hit us with your hobby progress, and I put that in air quotes. <laughs> it's it's been slow. Um, the 
main things that I did was mostly 3D printing. Um, I 3D printed stuff for the event. Um, I did the spaceport. I found that file and uh, printed that. Tried to get it ready for the event, and then shit kind of got went tits up. <laughs> so <laughs> had to dump that on Mongo unexpectedly. Uh, I also 3D printed a shit ton of tiles so we could have a map campaign. Um, and then same thing, I got those over to Mongo so he could get them painted. Um, I cleaned and prepped some destroyers for uh, some world leaders destroyers that I'd like to paint soon. Um, so they're ready to go. I just have to, you know, um, trim, you know, sand, file, clip, all that shit, glue them together. Um, then I can prime them. But, uh, yeah, um, that's kind of been it. It's been really slow. Uh, been kind of in between places, just waiting for my house to finish, and then I'll be uh, back on the hobby train. But that's that's it for me. Um, in between, with all the 3D printing comes, you know, the maintenance and the, the different tasks that if you 3D print, you know, um, <laughs> comes with trying to keep a 3D printer running successfully. So that kept me pretty busy, too. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's my hobby progress. So um, now that we've all done that, uh, why don't we kick it on over? And I would like to take a minute and talk about uh, a couple things. Um, I want to talk about events that are coming up. Uh, and I also, after we do that, I would like to talk about uh, some of the new models that came out. Since we've been AFK. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck, forever. So um, let's, because I think it's going to be a lot quicker if we do events first. So, um, Mongo, do you want to go ahead and take it away for the event that we want to shout out? Yeah, well, yep, just our event's the only one that we have right now. So if anybody out there has events that they have coming up, they want to shout it out, hit us up at rotodamnation 30 k at gmail.com. Uh, so our next event is the return to Ludoran. Nine. We just finished up the uh, Sundering of Luteran 9, and it ended up being a Loyalist win, but barely. So they just kind of built, held on. It's uh, turned into a stalemate on the planet, and uh, the return to Luteran is going to continue that narrative. Uh, the next event, uh, we actually just sold out. So um, if you're just hearing about it now and you want to get in on it, uh, hit us up, shoot us an email, and we'll put you on a list if we do have any spots that open up we'll let you know but it is a little bit smaller event just me running at this time and it's going to be centurion and zm so having a lot of dense train is kind of keeping our table allotment down on that one uh it's going to be again at mythicos on april 25th uh starting at 10 30. it's uh just centurion and zm like i said 1200 points each list there's a couple extra restrictions in there too so take a look at the event packet, and we are also allowing uh, two Xenos races to uh, participate. So Orcs and Eldar, and those are going to be using uh, the Oz30K Eldari rules. You can get those. Uh, we have a link posted. We'll post it in the show notes uh, where you can look at that PDF for that. Um, it was Andrew Hollis, the same guy who uh, makes some pretty awesome event swag, helped uh, put together kind of like a uh, Player's book. A player's. Am I saying the right thing? Yeah, close. Like, right. like, a, like a player, a fan made book together with some uh, Eldar rules 
that kind of mimic what an army like would have been at the uh, start of the heresy for them because they had just past the collapse and all that shit that was going on. And then uh, orcs are the second one, and that's going to be using the... Uh, if any players want to use those, they'll be using the 7th uh, Ed Codex rules without formations. And we're going to give them a couple extra rules on that, too, to kind of buff them up and make them a little bit tougher. So We do have... Uh, I think we had four players signed up for that one, and uh, Shane is one of them, so we're going to hold him to it. Mm-mm. See if you can get those done in time. 1,200 points, that's what? Uh, 300 orcs? I hate you. Why, why, why am I on this show? Fuck. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit. You done shaming me now? Done. done. <laughs> he said the challenge, you now have to do it. Yeah, this is not going to be a map-based campaign like the last one. This one's going to be a little bit different. Um, it's taking place on the same planet, so you're going to see some of the same stuff, but it is going to be... I got some ideas for this one. It's not going to be like any event that you've been to. So. You heard it here first, boys. <laughs> so if you nah, it's exciting. List for it, reach out to Road to Damnation for the KIG.com. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely get you on the waiting list. Uh, yeah, fucking sold out in, what, four days? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. That's incredible, man. No, like, three days. Our, we, I put it out on uh, Monday. Three, three days, days, okay. Our, it's like our events sell out so fast anymore. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> On to um, the next. All right. So next, I'd, I'm going to talk about some of the new models that came out. Um, I know, Lewis, you talked a little bit about the uh, that that fuck. saber, the, the saber, Legion that's it. saber strike tank. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, go ahead. You know, the, I I personally like it. I know a lot of people were shitting on it because they were like, "Ooh, it's just a backwards chicane." Yeah. Well, fuck you. I no, no. Awesome. The strike tank is the uh, the one that's. Probably a little bit smaller than a rhino is the fast attack one. Yeah, yeah, but people were like, uh, like between that and they also said the same thing about the Arquitter. Is that what it is? Arquitter? Like people said it about both of them that they were backwards to Karen's. At least that's what I saw. But go ahead. Um, No, it's um, so the thing that kind of drew me to the uh, Saber is it's a fast fast attack option, which is really cool. It is also only 65 points for the base model. So, but not only that, the array of weaponry that you can put on this thing is incredible. If you need it to be a tank destroying uh, fast attack option, you can put the weapons on there. If you need it to be a troop killer, you can put Bulkite Stalkers on there. It, and, it, and you can also take Saber missiles. It's just a great option. Um, I personally think it's about the right point cost for what the vehicle is. It's only three whole points. It's got the same stats as a Rhino. Uh, 12 front, 11 side, 10 rear. So, for me, I think it's a great option. I think it's well point balanced. Uh, people might complain about the price from it, from 412, but Honestly, I didn't find. I think it was that bad with the, all the weapons that it comes with magnetizing it. I just think it's a great deal. It's a good looking tank too. I really like it. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're looking for a fast like for me. So when I'm looking at Death Guard, I don't think they would have like a javelin. Um, 
I just I wouldn't see it. Like whereas I could see him having a saber mm-hmm. like, as the option. Um so I think it fits the bill for some of the legions a little bit better than the javelin. Um and and like I said, it really does add it's not ridiculously overpowered because it's basically a rhino so you can blow it up pretty easily but it has some pretty cool weapons on there so you got the ambulance snub auto cannon which is it's short range the longest gun they have is a missile at 36 inch they're all 24 inch after that but the snub auto cannon is strength 8 ap4 it's heavy 2 and it's twin link and sunder so you got your tank weapon right there. The Neuron Blaster, which is Strength 9, AP2, Heavy 1, Concussive Shock Pulse. Once again, if you want to take it out. And then the Infantry Weapon, you can give it the Volkite Stalker, which is uh, Strength 6, AP5, Heavy 6, Deflagrate. But not only that, you could give it a Pintle-mounted uh, Volkite Culverin. So it, I think that's pretty cool. And also you could give it a Melter multi-melter if you wanted to or a flamer really depending on how you want to use this tank so many flexibility so much options did you say it's a a fast tank too not just fast attack but yeah yes sorry should have mentioned that yeah so So it can move and fire weapons so yeah that gives it some range yeah yeah, it, it's it's a it seems like a pretty solid all around choice. It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out um, um, as as people play more games with them and and uh, we can start to see it kind of develop and um, grow with the uh, the meta that we currently have. So interesting enough, we saw two of them at our event. Yeah, that was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was like, I like walked. I was like. The fuck is that third party sh- Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like hey, <laughs> yeah, that was fucking sweet though. Um, okay. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is the uh, the angels tears that came out. We well, also um, have the all quick, all quick, quick. Oh, the yeah. bombard. Yeah, yeah. The inquisitor, inquisitor. I don't know. The, I don't know. The, 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 the ar- all Aqua, <laughs> as we're all butchering the name of it, let's just keep going. That, Somebody out there is I tried one of our two listeners is screaming right now in their car. As I broken. tried to do Angel's Tears, and you retards overrode me, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're get already on tanks, get. let's just stick with tanks. We got one more tank. <laughs> all right, so I like the bombard. Um, I think it's cool how look, you know, they that uh. I, it, it kind of is like a throwback, not a throwback, but it kind of reminds me of that uh, hideous Death Guard 40k tank that looks like absolute trash. Um, and then Forge Roll just kind of does what they do best and just kind of out, outdo GW again, which is nice. Um, it's I really like tank it. I'll probably buy from <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, <laughs> fuck me. Um, I really like the way it looks. It's cool. Really cool. I I, uh, I like the way it looks. I'm still a bit iffy on the front panel of it. I, the grab model it looks worse, but on uh, the uh, what they have posted up on the Forge World website right now, I, I really do like it. Um, yeah, the way it looks. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's awesome. I mean, Mongo's mom likes it. It's it's just awesome <laughs> all around. It's 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 a great it's a great tank. Um, I think the rules are a little controversial on it though, right? Seven-inch template. 
Well, you can. I think that's yeah. really you don't have to target a unit and right. doesn't you're not hitting the models that fall into the template. It's each unit takes what d6 plus two. Yeah. If it's uh, the, no, so if it's the five inches, five hits. If it's the right. seven inches, d6 plus four. But if you roll a six, you run out of ammo mm-hmm. on the seven on the seven inch. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't think that's necessary personally. Um, we don't I don't have the arguments in 30k over templates that I did in 40k because most RC players just don't give a shit <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you're in the competitive track, which fuck those guys. But um, you know most. You know, I just I, I understand why they did it, but I, I just don't see the need for it. You know, I don't know. I don't know why they did it. I maybe they're trying something new out. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's the you know the the influence of Aethed, I think, um, with the removal of templates. So they're trying to get a nice like unique blend here. Hmm. Um, but honestly, at this point, I I really don't see the point in having like why even have the template. You know. Why would just just use the template? Just use the template. Keep <laughs> That's no, but I'm saying like like. Yeah, but what, I, I agree. I like templates. You know, I'm just saying that the way they've done it, it kind of makes it the template useless. But um, strange. Yeah, I'd like to hear their thoughts on that. On, on why they don't. I don't know if they ever could talk about why they're doing what they do. But but feel free if you want to go anonymous. Road to damnation 30k at gmail.com. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I like it. I definitely want to run one. I think they're pretty dope. Um, even with the Guanky rules, I still, I'm not like, I don't hate the rules. I just, um, it always makes me a little sad when templates get a little bit of a uh, little, little less, less useful. <laughs> it's pretty strong too for a template weapon. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty nasty. That's going to chew through Marines. I still think. The whirlwind Scorpius is better, but uh, I could definitely see where this thing could outperform it, um, just because of this. Um, this has the potential to just really sh- shred. <laughs> there it does. Frankly, it is a heavy tank, so and it has a re- very short range. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Four hull points is nice too. Yeah, um, I thought it was weird. It has a built-in auxiliary drive though. I don't think it can take a dozer blade though, right? No. It oh. uh, you can only take with it armored ceramite and extra armor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't see the yeah. I don't. Yeah, whatever. It's cool. I like it. I, li- and, I like it too. And they'll tweak it. I'm sure it'll get some tweaks before uh, you know it gets printed in book nine. So uh, I definitely uh, hope that they just go to a five inch and a ten, a seven inch template. Yeah, keep the keep the ability where you don't have to aim at a unit. I think that's cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, moving on. The angels tears. Right. Right? Can I kind of talk yeah. about that, or do you cunts want to throw in some other fucking tank? Yeah, we'll let you talk about the Angel's Tears before we get some Shane. Hey, can we not talk about the grab? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. So, uh, the Angel's Tears have been uh, interesting. I like the way they look. Um, 
I like the way they feel. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hate you so much. No, I really, I really, God damn it. You're a cunt. I'm all fucking, he just threw me off. <sighs> Fuck. Um, yeah, so I like the way they look. Um, I really dig those helmets. I know some people were just like, yeah, well, fuck you. But um, I really like it. Um, the only thing I'm going to say is that they're pretty pricey. Um, 78 bucks for five. These are the destroyers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, they're really awesome looking, but fuck, that's, that's a bit steep. Um, if I was a Blood Angels player, I would still buy them, but uh, my heart goes out to you. Rip. Press F to pay respects. To be honest, isn't that in the price point of what most Specialist Legion units are? Yeah, and and these are, you know, just like the other ones, these are a full resin kit. It's not like uh, one of those blend models where it's like, oh, buy the Calf box, and then buy this, and now you'll have a complete model. So, yeah, it's close, but it's still like, it's because, uh, like, if you want the ones with the Volkite Serpent, like, you can't get both. You have to either get the Volkite Serpentas or you have to get the ones with the grenade launchers, um, which would be nice if you could get both because then you could just magnetize. But Weapons. yeah, but yeah. oh well. They still look awesome, though. I love those fucking helmets. I really think that's awesome. I actually think they've done a really good job with the Blood Angels line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Not the paint jobs that are on Forge World, because they don't do them justice, but the actual models themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you got the Dawnbreakers, too. Yeah, yeah, they are dope. I, I'm going to go out and say that I really liked Dark Angels Cataphractite Terminators that they showed. Um, that that just made me tingle in all kinds of new places. So I, I am slightly worried about those because they're all equipped with tyrannic great swords. That's yeah. gonna be one nasty unit. Yeah, sure. but if they fight regular terminators, they're gonna have a tough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's only the. Plus two to strength. Yeah, they're just AP three. You just got to match them up against the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I, but I just think those models looked amazing. I know some people are like, "It's too busy," but fuck me, I thought they looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. Being a specialist so, unit like it is, and a part of the Dark Angels, where they need to have a little bit more of that stuff. I think yep. it's, I think it's fitting. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to talk about with new stuff. Um is the softback print of book two. So I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, it kind of snuck in there. They, uh, I mean, they, they announced it, but um, it's 192 pages. And is that less than the other one? Yeah, it is. It's almost a hundred pages less because and I'm, I'm directly ripping this off of I of Horus because um, they mentioned it and then, I got out of my car, like I had to pause the show, go to work, do my shit. Um, but they mentioned it, and then I was like, "Fuck!" Like it got me thinking, and then I I went and checked my book, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that book is way it, it's almost a hundred pages short. So they, what did they took out all the rules in the back? Yeah, it's it's basically um, what uh, Iron Hand special rules, Warrior Union's characters, Salamanders, 
Night Lords, Word Bearers, SM5 campaign. Oh, they, did, they took out the campaign too? No, no, no. That's in there. I'm saying that okay. that's in the in the in the new one, the softback. I think they took out what was a Mechanicum that was in book two. To be honest, um, you had the space. You had all the Space Marine Legion Crusade armlist additions and updates, which is probably and some Cybernetica. Right. So well, they that, took all the Cybernetica out. That's yeah, cool. all that stuff's been updated too. So there's no reason to publish out of print. I, I agree. Right, that that was my thought when you when you brought this up is. That book is so old in the series now; it, it's probably rule sets irrelevant. I, I agree. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I was just like really like surprised that I was. You're not and, complaining. And... <laughs> I'm so fucking done. <laughs> fucking leaving this show for good. God damn it. Um... Well, I'm glad it's still in print. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I. I'm sad that uh, they ran out of hardbacks. I understand, though. Um, you know, F, press F. But uh, it, it is kind of neat now. Like, if you have the hardback, you can just kind of, like, have that big dick energy. Just like, well, I got the hardback. But uh, it is cool to see that there's still enough of a demand that they can, uh, they'll reprint it, even if it's only in softback. So, pretty cool. Can't say, hey, I've got all the black books because really the black books are the hot, the hot bags. Yeah, I think it's not as tall, too, correct? Well, I don't know, I haven't seen one in person. I think somebody posted one, and I think it's a little bit shorter, I think it's a little bit smaller, but not quite as tall as the red books, too, because they're a little bit shorter than the black books. Okay, okay, which makes sense if you're doing a paperback book, that's kind of hard to find a large one like that, and yeah. And even if they did, it's going to fall apart after a little bit of use. I mean, look at how the red books, you know, how many times you're flipping through them, they just get beat to hell. So, Just like my old Warhammer Quest adventure book. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like your fucking, you know, November Playboy. She's just fucking trashed. But those books do save you about $50. Yeah, so if you just want the lore, like, it's perfect. Like, if you just want it, for the lore and like the history and the awesome like artwork and stuff, it's perfect for you. And, it, and it's a godsend, really, because the book was out of out of print, and you you weren't going to get it unless you bought the overpriced price gouging shit off of eBay. Yeah, we as a as a group, we should all stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, the scalpers that sell the limited edition shit, fuck those guys. And shame on the people that buy it. <laughs> Just enabling the behavior. People want it. People want it, man. They're and they pay for it. Then, not not that I'm endorsing the scalping. I'm saying no. Like, I know some things I become know. collector's items too. I, I get it. Yeah, and it's it's your money. You do what you want. But Tamarican should not be four hundred dollars. No, it should not be four hundred. But I, I have it, <laughs> <laughs> and I did not pay four hundred dollars for it. What what shouldn't be four hundred dollars either is the Solar War book or whichever ones that just came out, which were kind of oh, dude. But that's that was, that's yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Not for right now because we will just come back on the podcast. Is there anything yeah. else we're touching on the on this shit episode? Um. I don't think so. I mean, we kind of ticked uh, some of the, the big stuff uh, later on. I'd like to, you know, we'll we'll do a little discussion of uh, the road to Thramass. You know, we can talk about that in the next episode. 
But, uh, you know, for tonight's episode, it's kind of just like a getting back into the swing of things, reminding people how terrible we are and why they, why they stopped subscribing months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they didn't even miss an episode. <laughs> didn't even miss an episode. Just fucking trucked right on and enjoyed your life. In all honesty, we took quite a beating over the, the months because we were like, oh, we're going to record an episode. And then people were like, we fucking cunts putting an episode out. <laughs> and then we'd record, and Lewis would be like, well, oh, can't be fucked. I did it, Mike. Like, oh, all right. Well, there's that. So, somehow I've become Australian. <laughs> Yo, Tim, I feel sorry for you. Apparently, Shane thinks I'm Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's not that unlucky. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> shit. All right. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and wrap this segment up, and we're going to go ahead and move on to our next section. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio, and now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. Kyle's a cunt. Kyle's a cunt. <laughs> All right. Um, this section is called Kyle's a cunt. That's right. Uh, yes, that's what this section is called. Yes. Okay. So, uh, no, we're uh, this segment, we are just going to basically talk about um, our experience from an EO standpoint uh, of our event that we just uh, had this weekend, which was uh, sold out. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, shit, tickets are just flying off the shelves anymore. It's like, you know, you're just like, fuck, can't even keep them. He's uh, like, you, you, it's gotten to the point where you're just like, uh, well, like, I, you, I can hold a spot for you, but like, you've got two days to, <laughs> to register today. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we're going to let your spot go. It's crazy. Yeah. It was pretty. Um... It was pretty crazy. I I can't believe um, you know, for this event, I know last event we said we had a bunch of people we'd never met before. This event, we got a bunch of people we'd never met before, so it was pretty crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a it was it was awesome. Um, I know from like a just like during the day perspective. Um, things went really smooth. It was nice. We didn't really have, uh, there wasn't like a ton of questions. Uh, people were kind of just like sorting things out themselves. I mean, we got asked a few times about, you know, input for input on, on, uh, different, like, you know, unique scenarios. Um, or, um, most of the questions though were about rules and not so much about, uh, I'm sorry. Most of the questions were like about the missions and not so much about rules. Which was nice, you know, because you expect when you when you write missions that people are going to have questions, um, because you know they're they're not the one who wrote them, so they're not thinking the same way that you are. Um, but one of the things that can kind of wear you out after a while is if, like you keep getting asked the same question, like, "Uh, how does barrage work?" Or, and and we really didn't have that, which is awesome. Um, overall, the the event just just was uh, it was just a great time. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, how little work I put into it and uh, <laughs> still got to ride the, the coattails of success that uh, you guys uh, cranked out. Um, well, let's, let's be real. So 
one of the things I was mildly impressed with was you walked into Mythicos and I would say 80% of the tables were ours. Is that fair to say? I uh, we had we left two initially when we set it up we left two tables open out of uh I don't know what the I'd have to do the math here I can't count I think but. we had sixteen tables because we we had three set up that were Stonewall Talus yep right we had three Stonewall Talus tables. We had the map table, which was really, um, I, I feel like that needs to be explained too. Um, but, I, you know, from hands down, round of applause. I mean, the terrain that Mongo has painted is amazing. And at uh, one point during the, the event, there was like one or two tables spare, and someone came into the store and they asked if they could play on our terrain. And I was like, Probably not because they haven't paid, but I'll ask Mongo. And Mongo's like, nah. So, we, you know, and then when they got their models out, if their models weren't painted anyway. So, what was the point of paying on painted terrain? Yeah, right. Uh, but for me, we, what? Go ahead. It was 19 total tables. 19. Yep. So, we had 19 unique tables. Um, I think it, you know, going forward, the amount of, um, the Zone Mortalis plastic board says so we've purchased that should be a table within itself. Um which will be pretty cool to see. But I, I was just it was awesome that we were like, yeah, we don't need your terrain. We we brought our own and, and our terrain looks so much better. It, yeah. From Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. We had and shout out to Al and Kyle for bringing their ZM stuff. Uh, so we could fill out a couple more boards there. But I, I was truly impressed, and Mongo is the one that orchestrated all of that. It looks phenomenal. Thank you. The uh, yeah, I mean, not to knock Mythos has pretty good terrain for a for a game store. Usually, you'll see it gets kind of beat up, or it's like some half painted plastic if it's even painted at all, thrown together um, GW terrain. But they do have a decent selection overall so yeah definitely not trying to knock on them but um we did bring and and that's kind of our goal too is to be able to supply a lot of like unique terrain and to really build that side of the hobby too because people put so much work into these armies and there were some gorgeous armies this weekend too that yeah there were. you need terrain to complement it and somebody said it I, somebody said it this weekend i can't remember who but they're like they're saying that that's the third player in the game is the terrain Yes, and it, for sure. That makes your game. Yeah, you can line up your models on a flat table, or you know, you have some styrofoam out there, and it's all chipped up and looks like garbage. But it doesn't kind of, I guess, envelop you. It doesn't pull you into the game. You're not immersed in that, and that's what a lot of us are looking for. That's why we're doing the narrative. That's why we kind of play this is because we don't just enjoy. You know, we're not out there just for tactically to run an army against another. It's because we enjoyed the whole part of it, and. I think it's, you know, something that you have to do as an EO is to really uh, either provide it or, you know, make it yourself or find a place that has it to do it if you're asking people to bring fully painted armies. But uh, yeah. I mean, you have to set the standard, really. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that, because I interviewed Kyle and Chris about their experience at our event, 
the narrative map that we introduced. I I wanted to see how they felt about it because for the, our other events we didn't really do it, but from your guys' perspective, because I already have asked them, how do you feel the narrative map worked? That's the only way I want to do events now is using that map. I think it's it's great for the narrative. I think it gives somebody kind of like a visual, like, hey, this is what we're fighting for right here. This is the planet. This I can see that we need to take these these objectives here. And I think it, you know, just steps it up one more notch. It's a little bit more and it actually, you know what? I think it's a little bit less bookkeeping because we're not tallying victory points. We're not tallying campaign points. Um, people will tell us the results and we, we put the markers on there and we get them. Yeah. You're not writing stuff down, trying to read your chicken scratch handwriting. I don't know. And, and not to mention like Mago, you fucking killed it with those tiles. The, the, the paint job was just superb. Um, they just looked amazing, dude. I, I, they were awesome, dude. Like this, I, I can't, I don't even know how to describe it. They just look so good. Hopefully you guys, if you're listening to this, have seen the pictures um, and you've seen uh, the tiles, at least, if not in person, in the photos. And uh, because Mongo just absolutely crushed it. They just looked amazing. They were just beautiful. Yeah. One thing we haven't talked about too is kind of how the event was set up. So we had, we, the, the premise of it was is that the traitor forces were assaulting a loyalist planet, right? And the map kind of started out mostly covered in loyalist tokens and blue tokens all over it. And they held most of the planet. And the missions in the first round were tailored for the traders to kind of make planet fall and assault a lot of different spots on the planet. And as it progressed and as they went, you know, they could take certain tiles and they would get a red marker on there for the traders. And eventually their objective was to kind of surround the main hive that's in the center and then be able to assault it in the third turn, which they did manage to do. But uh, I think it was pretty neat. So we had um, each round had kind of missions tailored to that phase of battle. Like the first one was where your, was your orbital assault. Your second one was kind of, you know, you're pushing the lines. They're trying to push through to get to that objective. And the third was a lot of search and destroy kind of like, Mopping up, mopping up actions, and then the uh, and then the siege on the hive there, and uh, we also had some special uh, side quests that we had in there too that we were dropping, right? The uh, yeah. mm -hmm. the homing beacons. So you had a homing beacon there, and it would pop up, and if uh, you went kind of just treated as an objective, and, and when you got within scoring range of that, we had a little chart for people to roll on, and you know a monster could pop out and kill them or you know, it could be a navigator that they need to escort and rescue, and they'll get some extra victory points. We also had a uh, crashed uh, Akilla lander that yep. would uh, we we could put out there, and they had to rescue that pilot. And then we had the uh, the, the escape pods too, that down escape pod, which was another one. So we could drop those on on certain missions or on certain uh, certain tables, maybe if we needed to liven it up or just change it up. And we would do that mid battle too. So it's a uh, I'm just kind of throwing that wrench in somebody's plans. You know, the, the, I think the most refreshing thing for me at least was, um, so one of the things uh, I like to do is, you know, you walk around the table, which is normal. You kind of keep an eye on, see how things are going throughout the day. Um, 
and one of the things I like to do is I usually try and see like, okay, like who's getting their shit pushed in. And you walk over there and you just kind of get like a, a feel for the game, you know? And sometimes it's very one-sided. The person who's getting fucked is usually, you can just kind of like get that vibe where you're just like, ah, like they're kind of losing interest in this game. So one of the things I usually like to do is I'll put something down to kind of help make the game more enjoyable for them. Um, just something to like distract their opponent who's clearly doing much better than they are. And I'm not trying to alter the game in any way as, as far as like make the losing player win. I'm just trying to help that person who's getting, you know, their shit pushed in. Uh, you know, you're just trying to help the, make the game a little more interesting, a little more exciting for them. They're, they usually still lose, but sometimes, you know, Sometimes you get a little, I get a little heavy-handed and swing it the other way, but whatever. Fuck you if you fuck you. I don't care. Tim, Tim and the owl bears, but no, you're you're, you're oh, right. Yeah, you're right. right. Fucking not... Tim taking down like eight fucking owl bears. Yeah, um, yeah. but that but you're means... right. You're not trying to swing it. You're just trying to you know add flavor, and that's kind of what I was trying to put in there. Right, but one of the things that I was really, really, um, I don't know if saying impressed is the right word, but one of the things I was really impressed by was that there was not one point where I walked by and was just like, all right, I need to drop a blob of like 40 demons here to help this other guy out. Um, no, I, I get what you're saying on that. Like normally when you have an event of, of this scale and, and this is like our big event of the year, we have the one, the one guy that takes the OP list and everyone he goes up against, he's just dominating. We didn't even have that. Right, it was just a fair, fun dude for everyone. Yeah, I, I got. I'll be honest. I got a little nervous round one. Some dude was said he was running onslaught, and I was like, okay. <laughs> but you know what? It was fine. It ended up being fine, and I was just like, well, fuck me, <laughs> like, well, goddamn. Um, yeah, so really, self regulation was in full effect, man. Yeah, so I, I know me personally, and I'm sure you guys would podcast. I would just like to say to the community um well done thank you for um not only self-regulating but also kind of um embodying the spirit that uh we have always uh, enjoyed so much about 30k you guys really um made it a, a great weekend for me uh, i enjoyed being there and helping to answer questions and do announcements and stuff. I really, I had a blast. Um, you guys made it really easy and really enjoyable to, to do this event. And um, it, it's, it's really because of you that um, we want to keep doing these events. Um, you guys just make it so enjoyable that we're just like hungry to put out more stuff to see what you guys eat up. And so uh, on behalf of, you know, myself and I'm, I'm the rest of the podcast. Like the, you guys should be proud, and and thank you very much for for just being such awesome um, and yet awful cunts. Ah, uh, and I should also say thank you for putting up with my mass spamming to all of the <laughs> surrounding areas. I'm sure they got sick of seeing my post saying about the event. Um, right. but That's I sell out events, man. I, I will say we had uh, I must have hit a new group because I found a bunch of players in New York City that came down for the event. Felt really bad. I probably should have mentioned that public transport is not the best of our ends, especially Uber and uh, Lyft. It's non-existent. <laughs> <sighs> Who was the Space Wolf cunt that won that award? Carlos? Was that his name? 
Uh, Carlos, yeah. <sighs> that fucking hurt, man. <laughs> that hurt real bad. Having to get that award out. A fucking space wolf player. God damn it. So, for anyone <laughs> listening, it's not the. Well, we, we. We charge a premium for our event. It's a little bit more than most. It's, it's 35 bucks. But this is our big one. We'll do smaller ones throughout the year. Like, uh, Mongo is running an event in April. It already sold out. I think we had. He put it up for four days. But. <laughs> yeah, four days, boom, sold out. Well, right. fuck. Um, but we do smaller events, but this is the big one where I'll sit there spamming people every week trying to build it up. Mongo paints up beautiful terrain. We have missions written for it, and we really go all out. This is I the was, big planet. Yeah, I 3D printed shit for it. Like we, Everybody pulls their resources and just like we just dump everything we got into it. So, um, and Mongo put an awful lot of effort into getting... I think the jungle terrain was top-notch, probably the best table out there. It's the best board I think I've seen in a long time. And let's be real here. I think Mago put like 85% of the effort into this event. <laughs> I totally <laughs> shit the bed this time around. Um, yeah, I think all I was doing was the money front and just spamming and keeping track of who was in, but we'll, we'll go with that. Um, but for, 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 for me, the, the great pleasure was seeing it all come together, all culminated into one thing, where we had all of the people, so hashtag anyone from New York that came down, hashtag Carl who came down from New England, who brought Christian, uh, we had people from Maryland, well, Virginia, Duncan, excellent to see you come up, we had people from PA, people from New Jersey, and there wasn't one person I was like, Oh, that guy's kind of being a douche. It was everyone was talking with one another, everyone was going back and forth. It was a great thing to kind of see. It was excellent to see the models that people were pumped out, the the effort that they had put into it. And when it all came together, it was like amazing to kind of see it culminate into this great time for everyone. And we we handed out so we, we put a lot of the money back into price support. So there was a miniature that was provided from um Andrew Hollis and and uh, was it Tag Event? Oz thirty K, yeah. Oz thirty K, um, and then we also had decals made from them, and then we put the rest of it into in-store credits. We had this rather large price force price support. So um, there was runner-up to best painted, best painted. We had um, Blood by Sanguinius, which is we didn't use that title in the awards, but it basically was that where everyone voted for their favorite interaction and Mongo kind of gave them some guidelines. It's like, what did you enjoy about it? Why? Um, so so yeah, players, players, choice, players choice. It was a player's yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had um, the Ferris Manus awards, which we, uh, we always like handing out. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, biggest, biggest loser on that one. <laughs> Best painted AT. Um, well, I feel like I'm missing a couple more. There's EO's, EO's choice. choice. Yeah. The outer reaches, the uh, person who yeah. travels the furthest. The outer reaches, yeah. So, so we generally try and find as many people to hand out awards. And um, Carlos won EO's choice. Um, Carlos was a super cool guy. It was between him and. And I'm just gonna sound really bad because he was on a. They listened to this podcast, <laughs> and he gave you a bottle of fucking tequila. <laughs> Carlos and um, Carlos and Nate. 
Carlos and Nate came up to us at the end and they go, we brought this thinking this event wasn't going to be that great and we weren't sure, but we want to give it to you because we had a really good time. So they gave us a bottle of tequila, which we gave to Mongo for all the effort he put into the train. We've had to both mean... Uh, <laughs> We fucked it. It's it's fine. We, <laughs> we, 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 but so like I'm telling you, the people that came were really happy, and you know to see Mongo put out the next section to the event that he's running and and putting effort into, because we all have some craziness going on right now. But Mongo is making time to make sure the next one he put it up four days, and you know getting that kind of response tells us like if we want certain people to come, it's almost like we have to tell them in advance. Or, because uh, once we open it up, I think he has a waiting list of like four or five people already to get into that event. So it's, 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 it's great to see the community coming together and really putting the effort into and, and enjoying what we're putting on the table. Yeah. And also I'd like to, I'd like to thank Mythicos for uh, hosting us again. Um, as always, you know, they, they provided lunch, um, and that didn't come out of the players' pockets, which is amazing. Um, they're just such a hospitable store. Uh, Kenny and Zach um, and anybody else that, that was at Mythicos that day, um, you guys are awesome. You guys really uh, make us feel welcome. You make us want to keep utilizing the store to, to run events. Uh, it's just awesome. It's really just a great event. And it, it's, stuff, it's experiences like these that motivate you to want to keep running events. Don't forget BYOB, and they gave store credit for people that traveled out of state. Yeah, yeah, BYOB is, is key if, uh, if I'm going to be at the event. But I feel like <laughs> the one person we need to hear from, because he, he's got to talk about his tables, is, is Mongo here. Yeah, well, what... Uh... So, yeah, I did build a couple tables. <laughs> For the event, <laughs> it was just like two, right? Yeah. Just, um, they were okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, like two and a half, three, maybe. Yeah, I would put it if you wanted me to rank it, I would put yours very like right next to the Grand Legion in terms of like how good the tables were. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's a huge sure. compliment. Those dudes run some fucking awesome events and they have some amazing terrain too. The uh. So what did I? We did uh. So for this event, we we had a bunch of tables before. We had some stuff. You know, Neo's got his. Um, he's got a city fight. I uh, cranked out some more hive kind of terrain using that sector mechanicus stuff. Um, that stuff's so easy to paint. It's 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 amazing. It it's so quick. It, it weather's great. And the detail, the way that they've sculpted the detail on that, is such a pleasure to paint. And you don't have to put a lot of effort into it, and it looks great. Super easy. So I love doing that stuff. I have a bunch more that we got to do. Um, probably end up using that for some Necromunda. Maybe, you know, if you guys are in Necromunda, hit us up on the side. We might uh, do something off that. The, yeah, uh, that, that, was, that was weird to get that request. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did get a request to do a Necromunda event, so who knows. <laughs> um, did a desert board, which I was I, – I feel – most about that desert board because I was pretty proud of myself. I knocked that out in uh, like four or five days, uh, just an hour or two after work each day. It yeah. looked great too. From scratch, yeah. I uh, I watched the Terrain Tutors videos Ooh. and just kind of saw what he did there, and then uh, you know, just did it. 
and uh, it, it turned out, you know, the guy makes great videos. Um, if you don't know, I think he had a uh, book on Patreon mm -hmm. for, or not on Patreon, uh, Kickstarter for a little bit. So his book, I think, will be coming out in the next six months. If you didn't support the Kickstarter, I think that they're going to have other copies that you can hop on and get. I highly recommend it. His videos are awesome. They do great stuff. So uh, watch out for that. I don't know the name of it. So you'll just have to, you know, Terrain Essentials. <clears throat> Terrain Essentials. There you go. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I backed that. That book's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. So I used uh, his for building the desert. And then I really took inspiration from him on his big Burma build for the uh, jungle terrain that I did. So I got lucky enough to win a uh, auction for an Amphilian base off eBay. Wanted one for a long time. So I uh, painted that up. And what do I do with it now that I got this? You know, so uh, <laughs> had to build. I, I happened to have a grass mat. So uh, I saw that big Burma and I, it just clicked. I had to make a jungle table. So. And uh, that took quite a bit of effort to get that all together, um, to order it, to just sourcing the parts. Um, it wasn't that hard. Oh, and uh, I have Horus, too. They were great. They have uh, a little tutorial on their uh, Instagram that talks about doing a jungle table. So that, that helped out sourcing some of those parts, too. So if you're uh, looking for references, uh, check that out. The Yeah. Um, that was it. Those are the two tables or three tables that we knocked out. Um, well, yeah. you you also so I three D printed all those tiles. Uh, That's I found right. A I found a bunch of custom um, planet like they weren't planetary empires. They were custom like fan made on um, you know the internet, and I three D printed those. And then I found a custom like space uh, fort, and I three D printed that and. The original plan was I was going to clean everything up, prep it, and then mail it to you for uh, painting. And then, um, as you guys know, because we haven't been as uh, active with our recording, uh, my life turned upside down. So it ended up being, uh, help, Mongo, like, here you go. Like, it's 3D printed, but I can't do anything else. Um, and so you got a shit ton more work than you originally bargained for. But uh, I, I seriously, like, those fucking tiles are amazing. Like, I can't seriously stop talking about them. Like, I just look at the pictures of them, and I'm just like, God damn, that, those are beautiful. That filler primer does work, man. That filler primer does work. A couple coats of that and some regular primer, and it really takes all those uh, – what, what's the technical term for those for the lines, the, 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 those print lines? I believe it's striations. Striations. They uh, – it takes a lot of that out, you know, because it just there's a lot of great 3D printed stuff out there, but it I don't know. Sometimes you see some stuff that it well, needs a little bit more work. And I'm using a filament printer, so um, the striations are a lot more um, discernible <clears throat> um, than on like a, a, a liquid resin printer. And also the uh, the, those tiles are they're pro they would probably honestly be better printed with a liquid resin printer um but uh you know I, I we worked with what we had um because we you know we had the idea and the concept of what we wanted to do uh, and we just executed it in what i think is the best way we possibly could and uh it 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 honestly turned out even better than uh, i thought it was going to um it was amazing. I mean, we had a tile painted to match each table. Like, we had winter tiles, ice tiles, and tundra tiles to match the, you know, 
winter themed boards. We had desert tiles for the desert boards. We had jungle tiles for the jungle boards. We had a hive city tile for the city boards. Uh, we had a spaceport for our ZM tile. Like it was just awesome. It, it really was awesome. It, it just complete success. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Like I said, it was so successful within seconds. I'm going to say like days. We never had days where we now have a line of people waiting to get into your next event. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that's, that's pretty flattering right there. So thank you guys. You know, appreciate it. Thanks for all the good, uh, all the compliments on that. And uh, definitely, if you guys have any feedback too, I know I got some at the end, especially about that mega battle. Um, if you guys had any feedback that you didn't pass to us, or if you thought of anything since then, or something that you'd like to see, sh- shoot us an email or hit us up on Facebook. Road to damnation 30 k at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I was faking. I used ninja focus to slow my heart rate down. What are you doing? I'm burying you. I'm alive, I'm alive. You're waking the neighbors. No. Shut up. No. Now I'm going to play your drum set. Close your eyes. Let the dirt just shower over you. This is your fault. Instead of having us talk about the event, we have uh, Neil and uh, hashtag fuck Carl um, to talk about their experience at our event and kind of tell other people why why they should. Neil hasn't gamed in a while, so we're going to have him talk about his experience and the people he played against. Fuck yeah. All right, that 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 means that means I go, right? I talk now. <laughs> it's been this yeah, this long. is when you go. It's a good All thing right. yeah, called it's called the shit episode. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been on the podcast since fucking like what August. I it's gonna sound really bad because I don't think the podcast has been on since probably that time. But let's let's not get too carried away. So, your first game was against Stan, I believe, right? Yes, and Stan's a fucking awesome dude. Um, he uh he plays Night Lords, and yeah, um, it's the only game that I won. Um, I do have to say though that his sportsmanship was fucking phenomenal. Um, the dude is just like mad chill. I think that's the first time. Maybe the first time. I met him. Um, and it, it was it was fucking it was so much fun, and with his pain army and mine on that awesome table that. Mongo put together. It was fucking that was just a lot of fun. So I guess I'll just like recap it. Like it was basically Dawn of War. Um I played kind of aggressively. I played a Stone Gauntlet and I was kind of aggressive. Let's see, I'm looking at the pictures. He had um a Land Raider, a squadron of uh predators, two um fucking dreadnoughts. <laughs> and then he had like I think three Terminator squads and reserves. 
and I rushed forward on uh, I had um so I had a modded Derridea with the chicken legs. Basically the the last thing I painted. Um and then two units of on foot breachers, uh eighteen and seventeen models, and then in my Spartan, um all I had on the Spartan was like a flare shield, a dozer blade, and then eleven cataphracty terminators, um, ten of which had chain fists and um the shields. And then there is a um fucking what's he called? Centurion fucking medic dude. I forget what he's fucking called. Primaris Medicaid. And each breacher unit had a fucking uh medic dude in it too. So that's that was my entire army. And um so I charged forward, um, launched at the eleven Terminators out of my um Spartan. And that unit killed so that entire unit um plus the Primus Medicaid was like 700 something points and it killed over 800 points it killed the it destroyed the land raider it blew up every it killed they killed all the guys in it and then it killed the two dreadnoughts and then my Daredeo basically killed and crippled the uh, predators um and then the uh, terminators were all the way on the other side of the table they they couldn't get back in time to do shit but then the rest of the game was my Derideo and my two units of Breachers plus the Spartan versus all of his Terminators that Deep struck in. And basically, I think his dudes... You know what? I'm like, I could just scroll through. But, um, like, he whittled me down really good. And it was fucking glorious. Sounds like oh, a battle. The, the, um, the Terminators didn't kill one of the Dreadnoughts, just one of my breach units, because each breacher unit was also armed with uh, melta bombs. So I put I put them literally against any, and they went up against the fucking dreadnought and just popped it. And the dude the dude was just mad fucking chill. He got real ballsy with the one predator that was left and fucking um, charged in and um, what's it called when you when you charge right into the the infantry with the fucking tank tank shocked them. Um, that was awesome, you know, it was just cool, because he's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna go balls deep in the squealing hog, and he has, like, this cool flag modeled on, like a, like a, uh, Night Lord, uh, sticking out of the top of the Predator, like, holding a flag, and it's just, like, this photograph of this dude going balls deep, like, flying into a group of fucking breachers, it was just, like, really cool, really thematic, and, um, you know, that was the, the first game, and it was just fucking so much fun so now that was uh not to not to hashtag spoiler alert um but your opponent stan you said he won a sport right yeah yeah he did he fucking dude deserved it too he's fucking awesome dude so hopefully we grudge match next game uh he was pretty chill so then you at the same time i think uh we had kyle uh yeah so i played brett um with his uh, i think world famous at this point iron warriors um which is a lot of fun um super super really cool dude um very chill had a uh, an all terminator list um which is a lot of fun to play against uh, a lot of deep striking terminators um he had i think like four or five 
like basic Legion Terminator squads and then a, a big squad of um, the Siege Tyrants, um, which were uh, very, very deadly against my my Mechanicum. I've kind of retired my Sons of Horus for a little bit, got on the Mechanicum bug, and uh, I like big stompy robots now. Um, so we had to fight over the um, Anphelian base, um, which was uh, <clears throat> we had to fight over two objectives. One was the landing pad and one was the actual base itself, which we could enter. Um, there was a door on one side and there were hatches on the top on the other side. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was just a, an absolute slugfest over that. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, highlight of the game was definitely when Brett was making fun of Volkite because it doesn't do much against Terminator armor. Uh, until my little Mechanicum Triaros with its Volkite Sentinels, um, vaporized two of his uh, Siege Tyrants. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hats off to little little Servo Skull with that Volkite Charger. He definitely earned his pay that day. <laughs> That's awesome. It'll yeah, bring, man. I've never played his old Terminator list. I, I played him with like, a couple variants of his list, but super chill dude to play against. Beautifully painted. I think he was a uh, second. He was runner up to best painted. Um, if you haven't seen it, the way he does his hat and stripes is pretty wicked. <laughs> so at this point, you know, we uh, this campaign was map based, so we were, we were really focusing on the planet itself and so at this point it was you know traders have made a pretty good dent into the planet which the loyalists were holding and uh we started you know there was some benefits to certain areas of the map that gave uh for round two i think traders had uh plus one on reserves and reroll ones for the first round of shooting correct right so then, so we're going to round two um and bear in mind, uh, I think this was probably the first time that we had taken the store up, and I think we were, I want to say 80% of it was our own terrain that Mongo had gorgeously painted up. So each table looked pretty stunning to play on. Yeah, yeah. Even like one of the awesome, most awesome tables there was mine, and then I realized that I didn't. It was yeah. It's the train that Neo owns that yeah. <laughs> he he was playing on. Yeah, and I I played on it. I was like, I didn't even realize it was my fucking. You're like, oh, this is mine. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. remember this look familiar. Oh, wasn't well, that something? Um. So then we go into round two. Um. And I believe Kyle did uh, played Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Kevin with his thousand sons. So, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Explain the match. <clears throat> so uh, another another uh, Terminator um, list that day. Um, so his uh, his thousand sons are going to be you know teleporting in from the warp. Um, it was really my first time going up against uh, psychics because I I think you know being on the trader side predominantly um, we don't really see it all the time. Um, so, but this time being, being, uh, on the loyalist side, it was really interesting to go against, um, a thousand sons are definitely 
definitely pretty strong. Um, he deployed on the table with, uh, I think he had two Leviathans and a recon squad and everything was going to deep strike off that recon squad. So that was my uh, target priority. Number one um, blew that up, uh, which actually aided me a lot because it sent one of his, uh, one of his Sekhmet Terminator squads right back into the warp. And they, they did not ever come out again. Uh, he rolled a one on the deep strike mishap tape and rolled them right off the table, um, which definitely really aided me uh, in the game. Uh, so Kevin was actually pretty cool when he came. He was like, "Hey, I'm bringing. I have demons." I was like, "So you play whatever you want," because in this event we really didn't restrict too much. Um, and obviously, I mean, Thousand Suns are pretty tough, so I, I'm glad to see he didn't really use them all the time, and kind of stuck to the marine on marine, marine combat, right? Yep. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, I mean, Sekhmet are. You know the old the old sec meta joke. Uh, they're definitely a uh, a tough unit. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, you just start rolling some Thanatar at them, strength eight, AP two. All of a sudden, those two wounds doesn't matter. So, uh, Neo, it was your second game, and you were playing Chris. Chris, so, that's right. Another dude named Chris, <clears throat> and I believe it was the first time I met him too. Um. Another mad chill guy. Yeah, man. Um, and he was playing uh, Witch Legion. Let's have a look here, because I took pictures, so I wouldn't forget. So we played on a uh, snow table. All right, so I've never played a fucking army like this ever. Army of the Dark Compliance. Uh, um, so yes. he had one unit of um, fucking uh, Terminators. Alpha Legion, and then just custom fucking humans all across the board. And I don't remember the details. He he won, for sure. Um, we probably could have played longer, but we were talking a lot, because he was just mad fucking chill. I enjoyed talking to the guy, and I, I really didn't give a fuck. You know, like, at these things, we don't really give a fuck if we win, so we were just enjoying conversation a lot, and really nice dude, fucking knowledgeable. I had a hell of a time playing against him. And, um, yeah, he had that really cool Marauder, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. yeah wait, that's is that the flyer thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. It's Which, like the I, big I B-17. Yeah, but, yeah. That thing, he had, I love how he fucking mounted it, too. That thing was like a couple of feet high and on, on a metal stand <clears throat> and weighted, obviously. And um, it was just w really smart because I was talking to him about it, and he likes to play with really tall buildings, too. Because all my fucking buildings at, at home are like, you know, five stories, typically. So it was really smart because it wouldn't get caught in all the, like, low-level shit. So, anyway, his army was awesome. And the thing is, um, he even painted his individual models with little, like, snow um, piles, like, on them. And they were based with snow. And he played on all tables with snow, so it looked fucking awesome. And I have no idea what the fuck any of these units are. I'm looking at the photograph. It's just a shitload of infantry, like a shitload. And then, like, a couple of tanks that really fuck shit up. And um, they really, that army had really good firepower, dude. Like, I couldn't kill the fucking toughest firepower that was just destroying my shit. And because of the strength, my breaches rerollable against uh, templates was worthless. It was, like, strength 10. And um, I was just fucking that, that 
unit in the ass with my Derrideo, and I couldn't fucking... I think I may have taken out one of the cannons. I don't know what they're called. There's two of them. I don't know what the fuck they are, though. Um, <laughs> I couldn't destroy them. Um, so, like, laying weight doesn't exactly work well, but at the same... You know, like, you have to charge them. Um, I, I mean, I killed, I think, most of his fucking infantry, but he had um, gotten the objective, so he definitely fucking won. Um, and that bomber flew around. I did not shoot it. I can't even think to shoot it, to be honest with you. I have this one photograph of his fucking human sergeant standing on top of my Spartan with my Primus Medicae in cataphracty armor. And his sergeant's modeled, like, pointing its finger. And they dueled. And the dude definitely exploded. It was, it was funny, you know? It was just it was just a lot of fun, like, the way the dude played against me. So it was a fun time. Yeah, I can't replay this one like I did the last game because I have no fucking idea what any of his... <laughs> but it was just a shitload of fun. The guy was mad chill, and I really enjoyed talking to him. Really good support. You, you can't tell. He was getting old. His memory's gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was <laughs> gone a long time. I was born with without him fucking... <laughs> So, so we get to this point. I think the map was pretty even. Um, uh, I think the traders held on to one of the strong ejectors, which was the uh, reroll ones in the first round of shooting. We had the final kind of battle at this point. Um, there was the big siege on the the capital, which I don't think Kyle or Chris really played in. Um, but then we get to uh, Kyle's last game, uh, which was against. Hashtag fuck Cody. Cody, that was right. Oh, yeah. And that was, it was kind of interesting because Cody used to play Mechanicum, but now he has these beautifully painted uh, Dark Angels. Yeah. So. And he was on the Trader side too, so I'd really like to point out uh, Trader Dark Angels. Uh, we all know where your loyalty really stands, Cody. <laughs> so, um, and then we had Kyle, which is normally on the Traders on the Loyalists, and. <laughs> Uh, he was playing, um, so that game was pretty cool. I think you ended up winning it, right, Carl? Yeah, um, that game was definitely, uh, a slugfest. So, um, we had to, uh, we had to get, um, it started in the, the table quarters, uh, with like the, the circle cut out of the middle, uh, that deployment, um, we had to get our scoring units, which included tanks into the, other deployment zones you got you know i think it was three vps in the uh, in your deployment five in the center and seven in the enemy um so uh he had uh he had two rhinos he had a sakarin and a land raider so he was and you know troops to fill him so he was definitely way up on on scoring units for me um but uh, yeah, that that game was uh, a ton of fun. Um, Cody learned why you don't want to get dreadnoughts anywhere near Domitars now with the with the changes in the FAQ uh, with their uh, grav hammer template weapons. Oh, dude, that the the <laughs> making Domitars more uh, favorable. Yeah, definitely, them. definitely viable now. Um, and um, I think my personal highlight for that one was um, I had killed his land raider and his uh, Praetor and boyfriend squad hopped out. 
Um, and I was like, oh, what's your what's your Praetor armed with? You know, expecting like Paragon Blade. And he said, Tyrannic Greatsword. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, and for those who don't know, uh, Tyrannic Greatsword is strength plus two, AP three, instant death. So against my mechanic of robots, which are, you know, three of armor save and a six plus invul in close combat. That's really scary. Um, so I ended up killing the command squad with a, a bombard from the uh, Thanatar. And then I had two Domitars left. Um, and I was just like, fuck it, man. No guts, no glory. Sent those guys in. Uh, luckily, their their high toughness kind of survived. You know, his, his little um, Tyrannic Greatsword just bounced right off. Uh, and then a Domitar just punched his head and shoulders and probably chest right off. Because so strength 10 AP2. Just boom. So yeah, pretty awesome. Um, so then we get Neo's last game, um, which was against. Wow, Ow. really bad. Ow, yeah, yeah. This one, I think the worn. That's one reason why I was a little bit sloppier in the last game. <clears throat> but anyway, this one it wore off a bit, and um, I, uh, you know, it was still a lot of fun. Um, let's see, same army layout that I had all the other games. I don't know what the fuck Al had. It looked like World Eaters. He had a um, termite pop up. Yeah, he did um, have a termite. And I uh, think I forgot to take a picture of the guys before I killed them, but I definitely killed dudes that came out of that or something. Um, but and he let's see, he also had a Spartan, a Rhino, and then a Sakaran with the missile launchers or rocket launchers. And, um, so, I popped the Termite, he popped my Spartan and my Derrideo, but by the end of the game I still had all my infantry units. Um, I, um, I popped his, uh, Spartan with my, um, unit of 11 Terminators, and then right here is a picture of, um, three, <laughs> looks like there's three of my Terminators left versus three of his. And then the end of the game, um, I still had Terminators left. Um, and But he won basically because of victory points. But I killed Karn too, so that was awesome. Because killing a uh, hero character makes my balls grow. Like they felt larger afterward. That was you want to give him like a plaque to let him know he did it? <laughs> no, I'm going to get a plaque to nail to my, or glue to my balls because... I want to stand up on a mountaintop and let the world know more of a that I killed Karn. I, I would just like to point out for everybody at home, he didn't show us pictures either, so it's okay. We have no idea what he's <laughs> looking at. We, we'll get the yeah. pictures and we'll put them up somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah I I'll, mean, I'll <laughs> eventually, I, I mean, guys, this event, I mean, the effort that Mongo put into the terrain, the time it goes into making it, uh, it's it's really something that's quite special. Um, each table was really beautifully painted. Um, I've struggled to see any better painted terrain. I think the only thing that probably would go up there, it's the same level as the Grand Legion stuff. But yeah, um, it was really good. And then the way that the the campaign was written and and was a lot of fun. So 
I, you know, for me, I felt like it went well. Um, got positive feedback. So, for From me, from a player it, standpoint, it's the best thing I've ever played at. In my- um, Kyle, how, how is the interesting fact of being on the loyalist side versus the trader side for this one? Um, it was definitely a very interesting change of pace. Um, there is I something wanna... you mentioned that I do want to recap on. You said now. Being loyalist, we don't really have many uh, armies that are psychic bound. I yeah. think, uh, like, salamanders can take, uh, I think it's the chaplain that gives him one power, which really is Neff, so it's kind of pointless. But, like, there's, and what, the rune priest from Space Wolves, and that's about it. Like, yeah. Um, the scars might have, I mean, you know, any of the loyalist legions can take. A uh, a librarian, um, but I mean, on the trader side, you've got the, the turd bearers with their their psychic shenanigans, uh, thousand suns, definitely. Um, but I mean, you know, I've I've never really explored the the psychic phase, so that was pretty cool. Um, I definitely Kevin had never played against Mechanicum, so we were pretty much just making up rules for each other. It was like, oh no, 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 it, it definitely does this. And uh, it was a blast. Here in the heresy, we're better than you. And we know it. Hi, everyone. Uh, I just wanted to apologize for the bad quality in the shitter zone. Um, unfortunately, I'm not having the best of time being able to edit. But uh, once again, you all asked for it. We put it out. And yeah, let's start the year off with a bang. I will try and put these out as much as I can. Uh, you gotta bear with me, I'm trying to move, packing up stuff, so it's gonna be touch and go for a while.